What up? Welcome back to another episode of Kai's Sports Opinion brought to you by iFilm Cinema. Cinema for everyone. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, whatever time it is where you are at. Thank you for making me, Kyle Durham, and Kai's Sports Opinion a part of your day. Have my favorite guest and a multi-time returning guest. No offense to Hayden or Garrett, but my favorite guest, my father, Kendall Durham. Also my favorite guest, myself. Yeah. My, uh, my very knowledgeable, or uh, thinks he's knowledgeable, father. Strongly opinionated, correctly opinionated okay. father. Yeah. So, first, um, the elephant in the room. Um, I recorded an episode, uh, what was it? The Friday before the episode, the, the Friday before the Super Bowl. So, like, what was that? A week ago, two weeks <sighs> two ago, weeks, yeah. two weeks ago. Recorded an episode for it for the KSO, where I was going to talk about the Super Bowl, give predictions, stuff like that. And then I don't, mem- I don't know exactly what happened, but Aaron was unable to upload it for some reason. And then the following week, I was moving, and so didn't upload there. And then we had the snowstorm, so I haven't been able to come over here and really, you know, sit down and have time to do it. So I've just had a lot going on. And, of course, you miss one upload, then you miss two, then you miss three. So that's just kind of how that works. But um, got this episode here, which is exclusively NFL. I have an NFL episode right here. And then in a day or two after this goes out, um, I will have an NBA exclusive episode. Well, NBA exclusive. I'll have, you know, some baseball. I want to talk a little bit about baseball. Uh, some soccer, UFC, but mostly NBA. So that's why I have my dad, Mr. Kendall, on here is because he appear, or he thinks that he is a football guru. So, I watch more football than anybody that has their own show on ESPN. So let's so let's let's talk football for a little bit. Um, first, since I haven't talked about it because I haven't been, I haven't had an episode since before the Super Bowl. Actually, <laughs> I want to talk about the Super Bowl real quick, real quick. Super Bowl, the halftime show, and then the parade after. What was your – you and I watched the Super Bowl together. You, me, uh, Garrett, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Aaron. Kind of, you know what I thought about it? Kind of the same same guys that always end up watching it with us. Yeah. yeah I don't know how many yeah. years we've all watched together. Yeah. So, uh, un- un- initially, what was your takeaway from the Super Bowl? I mean, you've had two weeks for it to marinate okay, as well. Okay, uh, watching – going through the whole game. Going through, going through the whole game and thinking about it. And even while we're watching it, I'm thinking to myself – the same thing we talk about every time we talk about the upcoming drafts each year after is if you control the lines of scrimmage on both sides and make it uncomfortable in their quarterback and have your quarterback standing back there looking around, you can be hard to beat because yeah. you're controlling – the big guys are controlling the other big guys. Well, and so once once Kansas City had two tackles and a guard being backups, I felt sorry for the Chiefs offense. I felt sorry for Mahomes because – I don't know many teams in the NFL that have a good quality offensive line like they do, and many, and, you know, a number of teams do, and then two, uh, sorry, three fifths of that group is out. Backups are backups for a reason. They're not as good. That that crippled them. But the other takeaway from it for me was, you knew it going in as the Chiefs. You saw right away that they were all over your quarterback every play. Only rushing four. Only rushing four. Absolutely correct. Uh, the outside, you know, all four, but but uh, Barrett and Pierre Paul, oh my, they were all over him. Yeah. And I think Andy Reid and Bienemy, they've done a wonderful job for three or four years in a row. No adjustments. I I didn't understand that. I, 
I'm never going to sit here and me and you are going to go, oh, we're so much smarter than um, Reed or B enemy. No, no, we're not. I don't, I didn't understand. I didn't understand keeping more people in the block, doing more things that beat a screen, beat a, 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 a pass rush that's killing you, like screens, draws, other things to misdirect. It's like they didn't get anything going. They just kind of, it felt like to me they just did the same thing and well, never got it figured out. Let and, me, let me pile, away. let me kind of pile onto what you're saying is I've said on this this podcast and I've said to you, you, you probably know exactly what I'm about to say. I've told you this hundreds and hundreds of times. If I'm, if I'm ever, which I won't be ever, but if I was a general manager of a, of a NFL football team, my first order of business would be let's, Get guys that protect our quarterback, yep. the best in the league at protecting yep. our quarterback, and let's get the best in the league at getting their quarterback. Yep. Everything else yep. will fall into place. Yep. Um, you can have yeah. you can have average wide receivers and an average running back and an average secondary, but if your quarterback's got all day to throw and, and, and the running lanes are huge for your running back, makes things so much easier. And if you have an average to below average secondary, if their quarterback every single play only, only pass rushing four guys – has two and a half seconds to throw, the, you're you're going to win a lot of games and things will fall into place and it'll be very, very easy. So what I yep. took away from it was like you were saying, was Tampa Bay with Ndamukong Su, uh, uh, Shaquille Barrett, JPP, um, they, had, they had some other guys. Uh, Vita, isn't that his name? Vita? Uh, yeah, Vita. Big Vita. guy, big guy. Yeah, number 50, whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> Veda Via, something Vita like that. Vea, yeah, whatever. I, 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 wanted I can't to. remember how to um, say. They they controlled the game. They absolutely. They only rushing those four were able to get pressure on Mahomes, and then on the other side of the ball, Tampa Bay's offensive line from about week thirteen, week fourteen looked better every single week, and in the playoffs looked better every single week. So. My takeaway was Tampa Bay just controlled the offensive line of scrimmage better, and then on the other side of the end didn't allow Kansas City to control the line of scrimmage when they were on offense at all. And when you find yourself down by whatever the score was at halftime, you almost abandon the run game, which they started to run the ball in the third quarter and then abandoned it again. So you're behind. You have this false sense of we have to pass the football, we have to score quick. So I don't think that's necessarily true. But what I thought was interesting is that you talked about that they never – Andy Reid and – Bien-Ami. And Eric Bieniemy never, like it just looked like they couldn't figure it out or it, whatever. It, it didn't feel they like never, they were doing anything. From what I've heard from different different podcasts, different sports shows, stuff like that, was that it was a bang your head against the wall kind of mentality of we've done this all year and we did this all of last year and it's been successful. We are not changing mm-hmm. anything. And there is, I mean, there's there's some validity to that. I understand that we've been successful with the style of offense. It hadn't worked in the first half. It'll work, and it just didn't work. And, you know, you don't – when you bring guys in into your building as far as offensive linemen, you know a couple are going to get hurt, but you don't expect 60% of your starting offensive you line to be out. No, you don't. So that's something that's un, unpredictable, but you had two weeks to prepare, and it looked like that can, or it looked like that Tampa Bay and Bruce Arians and Tom Brady were much more prepared and um, – uh, crap, how do I blink on his name? Who? Jets coach, now the defense coordinator. Oh, Bowles. 
Todd Bowles. Wonderful job. Todd Bowles. They looked like they were very, very pre- very prepared, and it looked like Kansas City, that was not the defensive game plan they expected to see. I thought Levante David played amazing. And White. Devin oh, my White gosh. They, 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 they played very the well. So, um, but I wanted to I wanted to talk about this a little bit as well, and then we'll move on to the parade and the halftime show. Well, I got show. one more thing yeah, about yeah, Do yeah. your thing, and then I got one more thing about the, the game. The... The four, the four players for Tampa Bay, I've already told you this, the four players for Tampa Bay that accounted for points, that counted for touchdowns oh, yeah. for Tampa Bay. Tom Brady, of course, he threw. Wasn't there last year. Wasn't there last year. Rob Gronkowski. Out of, out of retirement and had blocked all year, basically. And why was he there? Because Tom wanted Tom him. Brady. Tom Leonard, Leonard Fournette, who Jacksonville, who went 1-15, cut – and nobody else wanted. Why was he there? Because Tom Brady wanted him there. Mm-hmm. And lastly, the guy that everybody thought was a lost cause, Antonio, <laughs> Antonio Brown. Brown. And why was he there? Because nobody else wanted no, him. No, Tom liked. Because Tom Brady. So, who, who is? I mean, look at the other guys that were already there last year. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not taking anything away from them, but Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, oh great, OJ Howard, Cameron Brait, very good players. Robert Jones, yeah. But they didn't make much of an impact. I mean, they, they made a little bit of an impact, but not the impact that Tom Gronk, Leonard Fournette, and even though Antonio Brown had the one the one touchdown, I mean, he was kind of quiet the rest of the game. He had a couple catches here and there, but he scored. They scored all the points, those and guys. So, so, who's – I mean, it's kind of, in my opinion, the LeBron thing. You ask me who the best GM in the NBA is, it's LeBron, LeBron. James. You ask me who the best GM in the NFL is, it looks like Tom Brady. We got Tom Brady this offseason. It looks like it? Tom Brady. I need this guy, this guy, this guy, we can win, and he's right. Or and and you didn't spend a fortune on those guys because Leonard Fournette, I got cut. I'm, I'm just looking to make a team. Antonio Brown. Same thing. I, I'm not even on a team. And Tom Brady says, why don't you come live in my house with me? Yeah. I got you. And Gronk. And then Gronk. Hey, I know what you are. I don't yeah. need money. I already yeah. got money. I got endorsements. So, yeah, I mean, I, I I thought it was interesting that who's who's I'm not saying who do you give most of the the props to or who's most to uh, how am I trying to say this? who gets the most credit, but when when the guys that played the best not only in the Super Bowl but throughout the playoffs were those on offense were those four guys. Yeah, I mean, you give most of the credit. I give most of credit to Tom Brady, right, I, and I felt like in the beginning of the season a huge problem was it was Bruce Arians' offense. And you hadn't really moved into the let's let Tom Brady establish his offense. And later in the year, it became Tom Brady's offense, the offense that he wanted to run. And you saw it be very successful. And then they find themselves in the playoffs rolling on a roll with a lot of momentum and a wild card team that wins a Super Bowl. So, okay, I got a couple of things. Yeah, go ahead. Right off that, what I was already thinking just segues right off of what you were just saying. One is who looks smarter now? Tom Brady knowing what he's doing, or Belichick and Josh McDaniels on the offense knowing what they're doing. Right now, after one year, I know what it looks like. Just like TB12 knows what he's doing. Well, it's 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 definitely the who won the divorce thing. At least, right now at least it's at Tom, the beginning. Right now it's Tom Brady, yeah. and it also puts to bed, in my opinion, it puts completely to bed the, the Patriots way. It's a system. No, the system was Tom Brady. In my opinion, and they always had a lot of defensive talent and different things well, around it. So yeah, it's the whole. It's the whole. I'm, I say NFL exclusive, and I'm gonna talk NBA because I see the ref, like the 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 similarities here in the NBA, the San Antonio Spurs. Why did mm. Greg Popovich system work? Because your star Tim Duncan fell in line. The system was Tim Duncan. 
He's still in line. Yeah, and then your star. And Tom then Brady's. it was Tony Parker and Ginobili, and they were just and they fall in stars. Line. But yeah. they fall in line with yeah. Tim Duncan, and then Tim Duncan leaves, and what happens? Well, Kawhi, ah, y'all are kind of rushing me back from injury. I don't want to be here, and it falls apart. Now you got Demar Derozan, who they're looking to trade, Lamarcus Aldridge, and they missed the playoffs last year, and they're not very good. They don't, like make, they don't make they don't make deep playoff runs anymore. <laughs> the Patriots, yeah. it's the same thing of Tom Brady leaves, and it kind of falls apart. So. I think it's not they're a system guy. It's they are the system. And you see that system in Tampa Bay. It took a little while to get there. But once they got there, week 13, 14, 15, they rolled right in and uh, won the Super Bowl. That was the other part I wanted to talk about. Um, all through the first – all through the season and even into the playoffs, I don't know I don't know who influences the play calling more. We, we don't know that. Only the Bucks know that. I don't know if Arians really dictates to – Byron Leftridge, we're doing this, we're doing this after so many plays. But all the way into the NFC Championship game, they were pressing to throw the ball deep. It felt like every four or five plays. Tom got picked three times. Luckily, they were more like punts, and they didn't kill them, but they should have. And then in the two weeks to prepare to up to the Super Bowl, and then we watched the Super Bowl game, they didn't do any of that mess. They went. Deep. They didn't do any of that. They partly. went deep to Mike Evans down the left sideline before halftime. They were just trying to take a shot, which would have been like a punt with like eighteen and seconds. And it worked. Left. It was a pass interference call on Breland who tripped. Yeah. So you I mean it worked? You get the the yeah. yardage, but that's I mean, I think Antonio Brown had one big catch down the field, and that that was really it. Yeah. It was more of a run Tom Brady's offense. I, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It felt like not only was he smart on who we need to get in here to win this season, it was it felt like to me, if we were seeing everything that went on in Tampa Bay's uh, meetings through the Super Bowl preparation, it felt like they prepared for Tom Brady to run it. Hmm. And we're not doing this risky, low percentage, you know, the the risk it get the biscuit, which I do not agree with. I think I I sometimes I and, 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 and this goes with Kansas City not being able to function on offense, take what you're given when they're giving it to you. The Chiefs didn't do that. The Chiefs dropped back and let the strength of the Buccaneers defensive line take over. They didn't throw right behind them. They didn't do things to counter it. And on the other side, the Buccaneers went, we throw the ball deep a lot. Yeah, that's not really working. It's like we love, wish it did. Let's just do what Tom does. I'm going to say this. And, and it worked. And, and, and then we'll move on. Um Kansas City never able to establish a run and never even tried. You you feel like you're so far behind that you have to the football. But beside, I mean, the stat line looks bad. I thought Patrick Mahomes played well with with with, with what he was oh given. Gosh. With what he was given, just the fact that he got some of the throws off that he did, and they hit people in the hands or in the face or whatever. That's insane. That's amazing. I heard he played well. I heard a satellite radio disc jockey doesn't even do. Doesn't even do um, sports. It was mm-hmm. just a in between songs after the Super Bowl, like the next day. He said something like, "Ah, oh, Patrick Mahomes, he just had an off day." Hey, obviously he, he didn't watch the game. He, he didn't have an off game. day at all. He he had did no all time. he could with what little bit of time yeah. he had to operate. So he didn't play bad. Not um, at all. Not at all. He'll be he will be in the same position working to get in the playoffs. Super Bowl, yeah, he will. Yeah, the Super Bowl, I'm sorry, the next couple of years at least. Oh, what do you think about the halftime show? You know, 
And you know me. The weekend. I'm not a hip hop fan. Don't like the style of music. Really don't like rap. It was better than it was I good. expected. It was good, wasn't it? I, I didn't know any of the songs. Now he went back and did some old songs, some old um, alternative, mm-hmm. classic alternative, which I listened to a lot. I didn't, I didn't know that song, but I, I got to say, and I want to say this: I, it was better than expected. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I enjoyed it. I liked it better than last year's with J Lo and Shakira. Yeah, that was. Bad. I didn't. That was the worst that. one I've seen. In the last that was 10 just years. a dance show. Uh, so I like this better. Um, the pre, pre-show, the pre-Super Bowl show, the Miley Cyrus, Joan Jett, and the one we missed, which I love him, Billy Idol. Mm-hmm. It was good, wasn't it? I, I've heard a lot, and I listen to a lot of satellite radio, right? I listen to a lot of different channels. Boy, are the are the DJs on those channels of classic rock and those kind of things, boy, they are praising Miley Cyrus for the use of some old... Musicians having Joan Jett oh, and then Billy Idol. The yeah. songs that they did together, they were fantastic. Yeah, I wish I'd, I need to go back and see the Billy, watch it on YouTube. The it Billy was, Idol part, it was good. I thought that well done. Well, there was a lot of people saying that they didn't like the halftime show. You're just picking. You're yeah. just trying to find. I, I enjoyed mean, it. I'm not a fan it's of good. him. I like the weekend. Better good. than expected. It was good. Not bad. Um, I want to talk about the Super Bowl parade. Um, I told you this on the phone. And I can't remember what host I heard talking about it. It might have been Doug Gottlieb, but it's a, uh, it might have been Doug Gottlieb, maybe Colin. But it was a very good point of Super Bowl parade. Tom Brady, they're having their parade, and Tom Brady's drunk, visibly drunk. I've had a few right here. Yeah. So. Visibly, I'm saying visibly drunk. See, I didn't see any of it, so I've got to go off of what you say. I don't have a problem with that. And it, and then I, I think it was Doug Gottlieb who talked about this, and it's, it's a very, why is the NFL? Remember me telling you this? Why is the NFL the most watched sport and the most, um, the most, uh, what's the one I'm looking for? Embrace sport in America. Yeah, we're more fanatic about the NFL than we are the NHL, the MLB. NBA's making a push a little bit. But well, it's yeah. in in my opinion, it's because most football players are, even though they have. You know they're they're well off and they have a lot of money. Their careers are very short. They're younger when they're in their careers, but they're a lot like the normal average blue collar average Joe, if that makes sense. No, the factory worker, the guy that gets up every morning, yeah. and goes to work, and because works they all get day up every morning, yeah. they get up every morning and work all day, film on the field, sweating their butts off. But it's more of the, I see Tom Brady, he's drinking a beer and he's wasted celebrating. We've all celebrated and had a couple of beers. I mean, I'm not really a beer drinker, but we've all celebrated. I'm not either, but we've I'm all celebrated, had things. a couple of beers. No. And then the Brett Favre, Levi's, the Michael Jordan, Haynes. Like, no, not Michael Jordan. I'm not the one talking about Michael Jordan. Um, the Brett Favre, the, he, he has a hot dog sponsor, Levi's. Copperfit. Um, um, Copperfit. Pawpaw. My grandpa, yeah, your dad. Yeah. Where's Copperfit? Yeah, he wears Copperfit. And Favre's a smoke. Yeah. And so then, is Rice. And then yeah. you. Then you have Aaron Rodgers, who a couple days after their loss in the NFC Championship game to to Tampa Bay, um, him and a couple offensive linemen are spotted in Wisconsin in the truck in a in a in a pickup truck mudding, and they have a bunch of beer and they're drinking beers. That I mean, I've done that. So it, it seems like the NFL. I want to watch that. They're more they're more relatable to the normal person. Yes. Whereas and and the the NFL player that gets who's. I'll just ask you, what NFL player gets the most pushback? The most negative pushback? 
One that comes to my mind is Beckham Jr. Exactly. Beckham Why? Jr. Well, he acts like a little diva, a little punk. He acts like he's he's got he's he, got he acts like a sissy compared to everybody else. It's a tough guy. Maybe sport. maybe Tom Brady could, is more, but I don't think he is. This could be wrong, but I know he's up there. He's got the most Instagram followers, the most Twitter followers, the most world known football player. OBJ. He is yeah. He is an I mean, NFL. He is an NF or he is an NBA player that is in the NBA. Where in the NFL, more. You mean. He's an NBA player that is in the NFL. Yeah, that's what I yeah. say. Yeah, you because said NBA in the NBA. Oh, get it right. Because it's more flair. I mean, he's he's a very good player, but it, there's, it's more flair. Injured all the time. It's more flair and the appeal of being famous than actually being a football player. Which is what killed which, Manziel. Yeah. Which I'm a my 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 favorite player is LeBron. But what is more relatable to you? Seeing Tom Brady celebrating a Super Bowl victory and having some beers and having one too many. Or LeBron James having a show on HBO Max that, or on HBO that's an exclusive channel I didn't where we were sponsored. Where yeah, we're not. We were. Where they sit in a barber shop and they drink wine. They drink very very expensive wine because I'm not a beer drinker. But to me, I prefer wine over beer. But to me, the mo- the more relatable thing is the I'm celebrating and I have a couple beers with my buddies. Whereas I'm not going out and sitting in a barber shop. I don't go to a barber shop. And if I did, I'm not, I mean. I'm not drinking this super expensive 30-year-aged wine. So it just seems that the appeal is more towards middle America or l- lower middle class, lower class, where the bulk of your people are. The NFL yep, seems yep, more, the yep. players are more relatable than NBA, which is more upper echelon kind of thing. And then baseball, y- you can do whatever you want. Young people are not going to want to watch baseball for three hours. It's not going to happen. So I just, I think the Super Bowl parade, in my opinion, just showed me that the NFL is more relatable because I'm seeing the GOAT having mm-hmm. a couple beers celebrating and having one too right. many. And I don't see right. that as a bad thing. No, you know, when I, when I think about NFL fans and the passionate fans, passionate, I mean, the ones in the end zones with masks on and all. The dog pound, Bills that's Mafia. One. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be that. Yeah, it's going to be the Bills, it's going to be the Steelers, it's going to be mm-hmm. the Browns, Packers. Packers. Lambeau okay, League. think think about what those factory workers who are probably most of their fans, factory workers. It's going to be packing, steel making. Don't even know what Cleveland does, to be honest with you. But it's going to be those kinds of <laughs> occupations. It's going to be those kinds of people that work hard. They appreciate the NFL. The, the NFL doesn't feel like a group of snotty divas. I'm not trying to knock the NBA. No, no, That's no, no. But, I, but but they they act they act like they, they act different, and I think it's because yeah, I think we've talked about this. There's 12 to 15 players. They're overpaid. They make a lot, and they think they're so special that they 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 you know you're well, a much bigger LeBron friend than me than me. But I got to give LeBron props. LeBron's not a diva. LeBron's a normal kind of guy. He's but a good still, guy. But still, I, I think so. Charities and all that. But but I think there's a big difference in, yeah, I'm, oh, this this bottle of wine costs so many hundreds of dollars, and Thousands. this beer costs $4. But Brady has won seven championships, and you've won four, and I'm still drinking a beer. It's a, it's a mentality. Which it's not that a knock we, on LeBron. No, I'm it's not, not at all. It's but just, it's the whole NBA is like that. It's, it's more relatable. It's, it's very more relatable. I mean, can you relate? Can you relate to the way Kyrie Irving's behaved in the last few no. years? No, 
No. OBJ? No. It's which, like, which I said, an NBA player in yeah, the NFL. Yeah. It's like, what? where are you at mentally? And then most of the NFL doesn't like that. Well, I think the... I'll say this and then we'll, we'll yeah, move we probably, on. Yeah, we probably drug this I think enough. I think the AAU culture, you know what I'm talking about? AAU. Yeah. I want you to play on my team when you're sixth grade, fifth grade. <laughs> like the different select teams that travel, the AAU, the house of highlights on Snapchat that shows fifth graders, sixth graders, seventh graders, top plays and basketball. stuff like that, basketball. You get kids at a younger age. You find we're finding talent at, at, at even a younger age than ever before, especially in basketball. So you're put up on this pedestal. I'm, this pedestal, yeah. I'm better. This, I'm, I'm entitled. I'm special. Basketball. Seems, I don't have to work as hard because I'm just natural. Whatever. Basketball seems to do that <clears throat> way more than football does. Agreed. Which and also the difference in a uh, a basketball is a contact sport. I don't care what anybody says, but football is I the like ultimate. Football. football and hockey are the ultimate con- con- contact sports. MMA is more, you, yeah, you know, yeah, UFC yeah, boxing is yeah. more, but yeah, but team sports, team sports, those, those yeah, two, those are the those are two biggest contact sports. Whereas divas don't really last in those contact sports, and if they do, they're rare and few between. Right. Terrell Owens, Odell Beckham, they're they're far and few between. But but let's 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 look at let's look at Beckham Jr. He's hurt all the time yeah. now. He's good though. If he's ever on the field, he's um, good. But you can't be off the field all the time. Um, I was listening to the herd the other day. And I'm not going to take this topic at all because I, I'm not going to steal his topic. But he was talking about his NFL clown club. That makes – I mean, it's it's pretty self-explanatory. The clown show, clown club. And he said, like, the Browns, the Jets, the Jaguars, the Lions. Um, Why are they clowns? Just just because they don't win? Their yes. whole their whole organization, just what they do year in and year out. I mean, they're, they're teams that are that have been bad for 15, 20 years. And he put the Browns in there because he's like, oh, the you know, Browns fans and stuff. We made the playoffs. You can shut up now. If you make the playoffs every year, you don't say that. If if you if you conflict me saying this, that you're in the clown club, you belong in the clown club. If you say, well, I don't need to, well, our team doesn't need to be there, well, then you, you probably do. Because if you don't say anything about it, you just know, man, that dude's an idiot. He didn't know what yeah. he's talking about. But he's talking about putting the Eagles into the clown club. Because you win a Super Bowl, we're the underdogs, and here's how we we're writing books on how to win the Super Bowl, and then you're this, what they are now. Yeah. He didn't put a team in there that, in my opinion, they should be in. He was, it was like five, six teams. Is I it our most, team? I think the, the Dallas, Cowboys. I, I think, think the Jerry Dallas Cowboys should be a part that. of the Clown Club. I, I don't see, I don't see much of a difference between between Dallas and. <clears throat> Win-loss records is different, but overall, I don't see much of a difference in Dallas between Jacksonville, the Jets, the Giants, the Lions, the Browns. I mean, I I really, really don't because just like the Browns, we're not in the Clown Club. We made the playoffs. We might make the playoffs this next year. We're not the following year. We'll win one playoff game, maybe, probably not, and we're not in the next year. They might be on the right path finally. We'll see. But it's just— Maybe them. It's you can't figure out what you're going to do with Dak Prescott as far as paying him. You signed a running back, which you don't. You you gave the contract extension to a running back, which you do not do, and you overpaid him. Amen. You locked Amen. you locked oh into Marcus Lawrence, who has played awful since he was locked in. You know he's played better run defense than he has yeah. pass rush since then. I I, I like Jalen Smith. You don't. But overpaid, you overpaid small, you overpaid Jalen Smith, and the only reason you did that was to send a message to Ezekiel Elliott that you need to get here and show up and you'll get paid. And he did, and he got paid. And you let go, in my opinion, your best defensive player. You let him test free agency because you couldn't afford him because you paid all these guys in Byron Jones, who I liked a lot. 
you can't really afford to improve your defensive line anymore. You have to do it through the draft, and you're stuck with what do we do with Dak Prescott? Because if we give Dak Prescott the money that he wants, and then I think he's probably – I've I've been back and forth on this about what he's worth. I think he's worth it, but it's just paying him that amount of money bothers me. But what do we do? Do we pay our quarterback? Because now we'll be even more strapped because you've paid um, Zeke, Amari, Lawrence, Smith. I mean, you've had to let guys go that you could not pay, and you said it on the phone the other day. They've done this before. Dallas has Jerry Jones and Dallas has done this before. My favorite Dallas Cowboy quarterback, Tony Romo. One of my they least over favorites. they overpaid him, and you could not give Demarcus Ware the money that he wanted. A Pro Bowler, you couldn't keep a Pro Bowler who is what I mean went to Denver and immediately wins the Super Bowl mm-hmm. with Von Miller. Yeah. That, that they won the Super Bowl, the yeah, defensive absolutely. line. Absolutely, and and you don't get that enough, and you you paid Tony whatever his 110, 120 mil contract. To be a, a little bit above average quarterback, in my opinion, not a winner at all in any clutch situation in the playoffs ever, and you have to lose a, a Hall of Famer for that. I, I didn't understand that at all, and they're doing it again. I think being a competent GM and having a competent organization, I think there's three things that make you competent. And it's not necessarily winning. Winning doesn't necessarily make you competent. Well, it helps. But it's, I mean, it helps. But my three things are being good, or me being good, drafting well. Drafting well. And I'm not saying your first and second round picks. I'm saying, do you find gems in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth round? Dallas is okay at that. They're better. They're better at the end of the draft than they are at the beginning. What was Prescott, a four? A four. That's a fantastic five and four. But, you you also have to put in there when I say drafting well. Also, do you have a first and second round pick that are first day starters and aren't bust? Morris Claiborne, Dez is gone. A uh, lot of first round picks that they've yeah, had are yeah, gone. Yeah, you know when they when they've done well, is when they've went back to what we already talked about with Tampa Bay and the Super Bowl, offensive lineman, defensive lineman, pick those. My my second thing that makes you a competent organization a competent general manager a competent owner is in the media presence is your team when they talk about you is it usually positive or is it oh once again what a joke exactly dallas seems to be negative i agree and my third one which is super simple is how do you manage the cap indianapolis has a lot of talent and they got a lot of cap room and then you got teams like Dallas, who have found themselves in cap hell. Are they like, in a mess again? And here's, here's, really here's, a, here's a franchise that you like, but I think mm-hmm. is mismanaged very very poorly over the last couple of years. The New Orleans Saints. Drew Brees retires. They're in cap purgatory. They can't do anything. So those three things. Do you draft well? Are your first and second round talents good? And do you find gems? Right, right. Are you talked about positively? Are you seen positively? And do you have money? Do you manage the cap well? Do you know who to pay and who to let go? Yeah, I think okay. Dallas is in the clown closet. Let, let's let, let me let me let me jump in a second right here on the on the Cowboys being in that group. Um, you paid okay. You drafted you drafted Sean Lee, and I bet Sean Lee's the best dude in the world. I, like I, Sean bet, Lee. I bet if we knew I like him, we'd Sean love him. Lee. Knows where the ball is going to be before it even. Gets but you there. drafted a guy what second round? I think so. Early rounds, yeah. That had all kinds of leg injuries. You drafted him too high. He's a good player. You thought you were tricking the league, and he's been hurt the whole time. I love him, but he's too hurt to be in the league. And then you draft Jalen Smith with that 
nerve, mm-hmm. knee nerve, whatever not that firing. Was thing. Nerve not firing in his leg. And you picked him in the second round. Which I told you I liked that pick. And, I then, think you, he's and well. then you overpay him and you let go Hitchens and Damian Wilson. Who just won Super Bowl. Who, who, who just were in the Super Bowl yeah. for the second time with the Chiefs because, oh, we can't pay him. There's mismanaging money. You pay Demarcus Lawrence a ton because it feels like Jerry wants to say, I found my next Charles Haley that's going to win the Super Bowl sacking quarterbacks, and they anoint them and they overpay them too quick. Well, here's another one. And oh. you're doing it at defensive line. They did it with uh, Tyrone um, Smith, Crawford. Tyrone Crawford, yeah. Uh, Tyron dude's Smith. been hurt ever since he got money. And, and you did it with linebacker. Your whole front seven, you've screwed that up. You let go of the guys that are – that are performing, and you overpaid and kept the guys that are not. Well, as far as drafting, what I was talking about, Taco Charlton. Oh my lord! Let's just throw a pick in the trash. Yeah. I mean that's that's what I'm talking about. You have yeah. teams. You have teams. I'll I'll throw the Colts out there again. They use their pick on Quentin Nelson. <laughs> they use their picks on Michael Pittman, on Jonathan Taylor, on. I okay. mean, they, they're. <laughs> but before the draft that year, was it last year? It was Quentin Nelson? two or three years ago. Okay, before you and I the both draft, talked. I said you draft. We were that like, guy. "Oh my gosh, Cowboys! Please figure out a way to get." This I don't. Guy. I don't ever move up. I said move up and draft Quentin. Yeah, Nelson. I did too. Yeah. I, I agreed with you. And what is what is he now? Was he a Pro Bowl this no, year? Absolutely. He wasn't. He I think he's been be. a Pro Bowl every year. He better be. He's been like to two me. Years, he's three the years. other side of what Zach Martin's doing on the right side yeah. for the Cowboys. Yeah. So yeah, if you want to draft well, you get the five offensive linemen and you free agency find some backups for those positions. And do the same thing I don't, on the defense. I don't right? remember who Dallas drafted in this spot, but I said, in my opinion, I don't know if you remember this or not, I said, move up and draft Tredavious White. And the Bills got him like two picks before us or something. That's a good pick, too. I wouldn't have picked Zeke. I'd have picked – I told you, if 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 I drafted the Dallas Cowboys, and in hindsight this looks good, but you remember me saying no, this. No, 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 wait a minute. It, it was Jalen Ramsey we wanted in front of Zeke. I, I'm saying – if You're you, saying as a running if, back? If you put together all the drafts, which, of course, you have these guys, you pick here, things would be different. Yeah. So, you know, you win more games, you win, le- you, know, you win less games, stuff like that. But if with Dallas's picks, if they had a pick who I wanted, did have the best teammates in the league. You'd have Jalen Ramsey. You wouldn't have Jalen Smith, what I'd miss, but you have Miles Jack. You'd have Tredavious White. Well, you wanted White. Miles Jack, which yeah, I think I wanted is way Miles better Jack. than, than uh, Smith. You'd have Tredavious White, and you would have Quentin Nelson. That's, those are all four hits. Those are yeah, four guys yeah, that I, I said to you go get. Yeah, and and, and let's talk about the the, the draft and three the, are more available. Let's talk about the dra- the mock draft that we're seeing this year. And, and I don't I don't remember everybody's name, but the same three or four names come across there with their mock drafts on ESPN across the bottom. And the Cowboys are picking at number ten, I believe. Yeah, it is. they have them drafting a corner. So two of them have him drafting a corner. Sertain from Alabama and. Farley from Patrick Sertain's son, who's very good, by yeah, the way. I yeah, wouldn't hate that yeah, pick. But we don't need a corner, but I wouldn't but hate that pick. The other draft, one or two of the other mocks show the Cowboys picking the tackle from Oregon. I think his last name's Sewell. Mm-hmm. I gotta be real honest. Didn't watch a lot of Oregon, so I don't I know either. that particular player. No, I didn't either. But the idea of getting a left tackle in the first round with with Tyron Smith's injury issues. Yeah, you need to go ahead and move. I love prepared. that way better than getting a corner that's out there really not doing much better than Anthony Brown or Jordan Lewis but or whoever. Patrick Sertain, who played for the Dolphins. Yeah, I know. I remember that, yeah, who he yeah. is. His son, I heard his son's very, very yeah, good, very yeah. similar to him. So that wouldn't be a bad pick. Well, but, but compared to what we're saying is make your lines of scrimmage 
stout, yeah. you're not doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Dallas – I never heard Colin say Dallas. I figured he would. But he talked about how the, he thought the Eagles were moving into the clown club. I think Dallas is. I, I don't think Dallas is moving. I think they've been there. But people just don't want to talk about it because well, and, you know, America's team. Let's be honest. The NFC East is kind of in there. You, you, the Giants, they fire, they, 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 they bring in Pat Shermer, who had been such a good offensive coordinator, everybody thought he needed a chance. Well, I'm not going to say ugly words on your podcast. That's a crap show. He looked like he didn't have any clue. You could look at him on the sideline like, I'm just angry because nothing works. And then you bring in a special teams coach. Joe Judge. God Almighty. And then you had McAdoo before that. Yeah, good God Almighty. You, New York, in the city of New York, you can't get a decent coach that's ever won before at the high level. That, that's a joke. Yeah. So they're in there. And then you got the Redskins with their mm, owner. The football team. Whatever. They the don't even Washington, have it. The Washington have, numbers on my helmet The football team. team. They and don't even have a quarterback, they don't which even, is weird. Well, you, you do stuff like drafting these, these quarterbacks that – I can't even – when they drafted Haskins, I, I almost forgot his name. I almost called him Baskin Robbins, the ice cream. Haskins. When they drafted him, I'm, I, I just looked at the TV and went, you got to be kidding me. That's not an NFL quarterback. How do they miss that? They signed Taylor, Heine, or Taylor Heineke or whatever to like a two-year extension. Who's that? <laughs> quarterback, quarterback. He played in the AFL, I think. Well, there you go. Or Anybody your side from the, the AFL? The, the AAF or you're, whatever. You're reaching. Um, and then they have Alex Smith, but you don't know what he's going to do. You know, I love Alex Smith. He'd liable to retire they've on got, them. I mean, you don't they've hurt got, your leg. They've got three quarterbacks that I don't know if any of them are starting caliber. And Alex Smith's not anymore, and hurt. that's very yeah, sad. It's sad. Yeah, sad. But I don't know if any of them are starting caliber. I don't know what you do. You know, you want somebody that wants to get one of these quarterbacks and overpay them, like Deshaun Watson or whoever? Let the Redskins. They like screwing up their whole finances and, and all that. You got that. Dallas, Cap Hell, and the Eagles with whatever they're doing. At you know, look, can we, let's talk about the – am I going to get you off your timeline I if mean, we go here with the Eagles a second? Make it quick. Uh, make it quick. Okay. So, so you get you, – you have Doug Peterson. Who, who got fired. I've never been a believer in. So, I'm, I'm going back to the beginning of his okay. thing. But we all – you and I, saying we, we believe they won – they did what they did on offense because Frank Reich. Frank Reich, I agree. We believe that. We believe Peterson was just standing over on the sideline. Only standing on the sidelines. Was, was but... running the show offensively. And he leaves. And you still, let's be honest, their front seven Very good. is stout. Very good. And Brandon Graham, can't... Fletcher Cox. Yeah, oh, my they're, gosh. They're, you they're don't good. know how bad. When... We could have picked Fletcher Cox. Could've picked and we Fletcher got Cox as well. Mo, Co- Mo Claiborne or whoever. Mm, whatever Claiborne. Yeah, it was Morse Claiborne. I, I can't believe that's what we did to Fletcher Cox. <laughs> but anyway, I, I digress a little bit. But anyway, you Climb got close. that strong of a defensive front seven. And you got Zach Ertz and you got whatever else. And you can win four or five games when you don't have Frank Rock. I, I thought Peterson proved to everybody – I'm not a head coach in the NFL. I'm not. Frank Reich was propping me up. Whoever the defense coordinator, I can't remember. Was it Schwartz? I don't remember. Jim Schwartz, yeah. Yeah, the those guys. Okay, good good coordinators. Schwartz, mm. maybe not a good head coach. Good coordinator. Mm. I think they made him look like a winner. Look like a, a – Wasn't wasn't Bill Polian there as well? He's now I, with the Colts as well. I think he was a quarterback coach. I Bill Polian. Yeah, I think he was there but too. But anyhow – and and I thought I thought they just proved that we had some good coordinators and our head coach really wasn't contributing that much to the to the deal. And then when they leave, it kind of proves I really wasn't doing anything. 
he definitely, in my opinion, he got he got a deserved firing. I guess. Um, you guess? Let's talk about this real quick because I, I have a couple things to roll through. Okay. Um, the quarterback carousel in the NFL. So the Indianapolis Colts and the Philadelphia Eagles agreed to a deal. They uh, The Eagles trade quarterback Carson Wentz to the Indianapolis Colts for a third-round pick in this year's draft and a conditional second-round pick in next year's draft. But you made the point that when you're picking that late as the Colts— I said this to you on the they're phone. They're almost fourth rounds and third when rounds. You're, they're so when, deep into the round. When the Colts are going to be a playoff team next year, and I, I think a deep playoff team, you're that, that pick, you, all right, we have a third-round pick. The 28th pick in the third round seems like a fourth-round pick it to is. me. It is. And the 28th pick in the second round seems like a third-round yeah. pick to I, me. I agree so with that. you didn't give up much to get Carson Wentz. And he, like you just said, his best year— where he was an MVP candidate was with Frank Reich and Bill Polian, who is in the coaching staff in, in Indianapolis. I think as far as a roster, Carson Wentz, finding ways, I know you hate him, finding ways to win games, not this last season, the season before, week 17, throwing to guys that were basically you and me. Fulgram was his best wide receiver this year. Not a lot of help. Zach Ertz okay. was hurt. Not good talent around him. The offensive line just seems to get worse and worse every year. Still finds mm. ways to win. And now he is put in a situation with, like I said, you got a really good offensive line. You got good running backs behind you. Wide receivers. Uh, I like T.Y. Hilton. You really don't very well, much. No, no, no. And you got He's Michael good Pittman. Just can't stay on yeah. the field. And then you got Michael Pittman. Then your defense. You're not going to be behind very much because they're going to draft secondary. Okay. They're going to improve their secondary. DeForest Buckner, Darius Leonard. I think in the entire NFL, if you told me what situation would work for for Carson Wentz the best to get him back on track of where he was at in 2017. I would say the Indianapolis Colts, right. and that's where he went. Okay, I need to have a rebuttal in here. Right, yeah, go okay. ahead. Can I can I make roll it quick? Here? Go ahead. Okay, so let's let's go, let's go. Carson Wentz. You're thinking of season before last, where they won like the last four games or whatever to get in the playoffs. Yeah, beat Dallas week beat seventeen. Beat the Giants. Beat the Redskins. Beat the Cowboys. One of them they played two times. Can't remember. It's been two. Doesn't years matter. Ago. You won the games in front of you. But they were. They were some of the worst defenses in the NFL. He won the games in front and of And they, they, they wouldn't have beat, in my opinion, with him quarterbacking, they wouldn't have beat anybody any better than those three horrible defenses. But you did. You, you, you but, but, beat yeah, the teams that's in front like of you. saying, hey, I beat the worst team in the league a couple times. You beat the team in front of okay. you. Okay. <laughs> so, so and, and here's what I'm going to say. The Colts, they're not giving up much. And the Eagles want him gone so bad. So bad, they're gonna they're gonna eat thirty three and a half million next year. That ought to get your GM fired if you're the Eagles. Ought to get you fired. But here's here's an angle you that I don't finish. Are you? Yeah, yeah, no, go ahead. I'll come back. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. You okay. do what you want to do. Here's an angle that I don't think a lot of people have have thought about. I can't speak for women. I can speak for guys. Well, I think you can speak. For women. <laughs> guys have egos. Guys have egos. Everybody does. Do you not think that it would it would hurt your ego or make you feel some type of – because I think you and I can relate more to Carson Wentz than you think. Not me. He went to a small school. He's from a small area, went to South Dakota State, went to a small school. You then go to Philly. You've been to Philly. I've been to Philly in a, in a restaurant where the bar – Oh, they were bashing Chip Kelly. They were bashing the quarterback. Philly's hard. They in, are hard. In, They're like New York. In these cities where there's not, I'm, I'm not trying to knock Philly, but in these cities where there's not a lot to do. Dallas, there's a lot to do. 
LA, there's a lot to do. New York, there's a there's lot, a lot to, to do. There's a lot to do, but they're hard on athletes Florida, in New York. But I'm saying Florida, there's a lot to do. Now, I'm going to say California is going to be a place where you can get away with it because yeah. there's so much other stuff to do. But, but I'm saying yeah. in in Pittsburgh, it's cold. During the winters, you're indoor, and you're hardworking. It's, Philly, same thing. Yeah, it's Green Penguins Bay. and Steelers, yeah. Green Bay, same thing. Yeah. The Vikings, same thing. Minnesota, Chicago, yeah. these, yeah. it's gritty. You don't have it's much cold, time. It's cold, it's, yeah. You put you put Carson Wentz, Mitchell Trubisky, some of those guys. You put them with the Rams or the Chargers. It's a different narrative. It's a different story They're because probably of where not you're at. Better, they just yeah. Don't get as no, much but crap I'm saying you're not getting it. as much crap. Yeah. It's you're not as being you're not talked as harshly about by your fans, by the people, I in love the media. It though. I love so it. So <laughs> you go from South Dakota State, small small school, to Philly. Then you have the best, the best. Um, well, how am I trying to say this? The best. Uh, can't read your mind. <laughs> the best few weeks of football, the best seven, eight, nine weeks of football you've ever played, and you're an MVP candidate. You're talking wins, yeah. yeah. And you get hurt. Yeah. You got your team rolling. Everything's going good, and I think Frank Reich is a huge component to that. The I, main I, I, component. I suspect he was as and well. And Nick Foles steps in, the backup, and he wins you a couple games at the end of the year, and they roll in the playoffs, and they win a Super Bowl. And just, just it was like the Eli Manning Lockhart thing, just rolled yeah. through there. They win the Super Everything Bowl. Everything was right. Now, how much of that? I've I've told you, you and I've had this argument off. Well, we've had a lot actually, but I completely disagree with you on this. Where has Nick Foles ever worked? Did he work with the Rams? No. Did he work with Jacksonville? No. Has he worked in Chicago? No. The only place he worked was in a six-game span, a five-game span Reich. with Frank Reich. Right. That's the only time he ever worked. Right. So now. In a hard city that already seems to hate you, you play the best football of your life. You get put your team in a great position. Then they go on to win the Super Bowl with the backup, wanting a statue. Of their, they want a statue of Nick Foles. Get rid of Carson Wentz. We want to keep. Nick I want Foles. a statue of Nick Foles. But I'm in saying, Philadelphia. I'm saying, the the <laughs> fans, the fans. We don't want, we don't want Carson Wentz. We want Nick Foles. All that stuff. That's hard. I know. I, I'm not saying coddle these guys, but I'm saying that is hard. That takes a toll. Then you come back. They move on from Nick Foles. Now you're definitely under a microscope, and your offensive line's worse, and you're one of the most hit quarterbacks in the NFL, partially because he holds the ball too long. Well, I got something to talk about there. But when you get you're that. one of the most hit quarterbacks in the NFL. That's hard. And the guy that helped you be successful and Frank Reich is gone. Bill Polian's gone. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. So I think as far as Carson Wentz, I think if he wanted to be in a situation that could put him back into that type of playing style that he was in and the success that he had. Indianapolis is the place. And apparently Chicago was one of the, was the other destination. And he said, I do not want to go to Chicago. They're, they're mean there, like Philadelphia. No, I mean, but, but I'm saying, do you understand what I'm saying? That is hard on, on, on a guy's ego. Well, and I, I guess I can speak for me. If, That's you're, not, on if an you're not mentally tough, and they're young. He's 23. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah I mean, I'm not even going to say my age on the air here, but you know my age. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get me with that stuff. You take a 25, 26-year-old, you'll get him down. You're going to get me a little you'll bit. You'll get him sure. down. Like, let, me, let, me talk about, let me talk about the Philly thing a bit, the, the Carson Wentz thing. Okay, I watched games where Brian Greasy and that bunch, Greasy and uh, Riddick and... Steve Levy, whoever, what his name is. And, 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 and Greasy, just, the, as a quarterback himself, just this super sympathist for Carson Wentz. Just, Probably because just, he saw it. Just kept telling us on, was that Monday night? Monday night. 
kept telling us on the Monday night games, oh, how terrible their line is, the Eagles. It's just, it's not Wentz's fault. Oh, they just don't have anybody to throw to. Oh, it's just, oh, poor guy. They just tried to make us feel so sorry for Wentz. And what I saw was, I saw a guy from a small school that didn't have hardly any competition of SEC, Big Ten, uh, Big 12, any of that, ACC level at all, playing in South Dakota State, playing against inferior competition, small time, throwing balls to guys wide open, comes to the NFL, holds the football forever now. You you hit on that. Mm-hmm. Holds it forever when the first read is open at NFL standards. And, and we got these sympathetic players – they were quarterbacks that want to whine and cry. Because they understand. Maybe, yeah, okay. And here's what I understand. After, uh, If I'm Philly's coach, about five or six games in the season, Carson Wentz's no defense reading ass would have been on the bench. Sorry if you got <laughs> kids listening. Dog. And and I would have went to Jalen Hurts because I know Jalen Hurts can move around. Hurts comes in with the same horrible defensive line that Brian Greasy said couldn't block anybody. Goes one the and three. same – I don't care what Those his record four picks. was. I don't care what his record was. It, all of a sudden, guys are open. He's scrambling. He's moving. He's making fast reads. They're inspired. They're moving the football. They're scoring points. No, I'm not saying they were good enough to go 4-0 with Jalen Hurts. But all of a sudden, they went from ass-whippings and embarrassment and three and outs to moving the ball, scoring points, Teams fired up, and, and you losing. change, and you change one player. If I if I'm a GM and I see you bring in a rookie that hadn't played an NFL snap other than the Wildcat, and looks way better than Mister Franchise paying all this money to, there's no way I'm trading for that clown because Jalen Hurts has a better chance next year to be successful as a two-year, four-game starter than Carson Wentz had in his, what, fourth, fifth season? Yeah. I think that's an indictment on how bad mentally processing information that Wentz is. Well, you damaged him. No. Yeah. You You drafted him him in the first round from South Dakota State when you should have never drafted him. He should have been a fifth or sixth-round guy that you brought in as a backup and see if he can ever play in the NFL. We'll have Frank to, uh, Reich is his only chance. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. And, and, and if and if he's successful, I'm still gonna say Frank Reich's a magician. The guy's a clown. He's no, I think he's. And what I'm hearing from Eagle people, crybaby as well. Yeah, I well, like I said. You know what? I, I don't hard. know. You you pay somebody millions of dollars and you play football all the time for a living. Toughen up. Well, it's like toughen up when I hear quit being a girl. When and, I and hear be tough. when I hear ex players and current NFL players go, Carson Wentz can make throws that about two guys can make. Patrick Mahomes and maybe Russell Wilson. That's special. But he can't decide to make them. That's special. He stands there till he gets sacked. We'll Did you to, know that we'll horrible to, offensive line didn't give up hardly any sacks after? Because yeah, Jalen Hurts is running all over the place. He moves around. Yeah. Same thing Patrick Mahomes does. We don't talk about how bad the Chiefs line is. So what, is. you have to have a mobile quarterback to be? Anymore, you have to move. You I mean, Carson Wentz can have, move. You have, really? Yeah. Have you seen Herman Muster run on the Munsters? <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> you know right. why he gets hurt every well, time? He's got concrete cleats we'll on. We'll have to agree to disagree a little uh, bit. Yeah, because, because you're wrong. I, no. <laughs> okay. I think I, I think the Colts are going to have a good year. 
I think I think moving from Rivers to Carson Wentz, you get about one and a half more wins. I bet so he you're gets sacked at, all the time. You're and I bet at twelve he, and four. I bet he turns the ball over constantly. That's the fumble in this dude in the pocket. All right, let's let's rapid fire these. I'm just going to ask you where you think they're going to go, or if you like where they've went. If that makes any sense. Deshaun Watson. I dislike the fact that he wants to move as far as soon as there's any turmoil in his organization. Everybody's got to. I mean, he's a young man. I've heard he's not Brady. I've he's not Brady saying I got to go somewhere where it's lined up. I've heard it's cult like that the team, whatever is, what is he, the team priest or whatever, the chaplain. Yeah, the team chaplain basically runs things. Very yeah, and I know nothing about and that. And you're you're wasting I've his prom. That. You trade away Deshaun <clears throat> or. DeAndre Hopkins, you worst do, trade in in the last I don't know how many years. You you never protect him on the offensive line, and your defense just gets worse every year. Get me the hell out of here during my prom. I want to win. I don't blame him. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't, don't like the whiny athlete I don't either. that assume I don't either. things aren't right. James Harden esque. Yeah. I don't oh, blame it's not him, right. I got to move. I'm too good for all everybody else. There's no patience anymore. I understand. I and I'm a huge fan of JJ Watt off the field. Great charitable human like being Watt. on the field. He's, he's past his prime. He's got hurt a lot. He's the guy that needs to say, "I need to be a Buck. I need to be a Packer. I need to be a Chief. Whatever. One of those teams that's pushing to make the Super Bowl. He deserves that." Deshaun Watson, in my opinion, you don't deserve that yet. Well, but okay, me. are you asking me where I think he ought to go? Where do you think he goes, or do you think he 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 stays with the Texans? This I mean, year? if if I was his father, I would say, "Suck it up and stay there. Let's see if you can make this work." Your town will love you for it, but if you if you if they end up trading him, um, you know, Redskins got a great defense. I could see that Rivera knows how to work with that type of quarterback a little bit. Uh, Deshaun Watson's way better talent wise, arm talent, throwing talent, reading the field than Cam ever was. But but yeah, that's one spot. There's a couple spots, but that's one that jumps out to me is is, is the Redskins. Um, uh-huh. The Lions, maybe. But I don't think the Lions are ready to do anything. You'd be jumping from one mess to another. Yeah, well, they have Jared Goff. Uh, oh, I, think, I forgot about that. I yeah. think the Jets. The Jets. I, you know, what are you getting there? They, they're one of those clown teams you spoke yeah, about I know, earlier. I know, but Why I think the Jets. I go there? So I, I, I'm, I'm just saying where he gets traded. So I can lose some more? They have a lot of picks. I think the Jets. Um, speaking of the Jets, uh, Sam Darnold. Um, you know, if I'm a GM and I've watched Darnold's games and I think he's – I think we got a decent team. I think the Jets are just horrible. I, yeah. He, I might, think, he might be good. I think they, they go out and try to get Deshaun Watson or try and do something like that. I think, back to Watson real quick, either the Panthers or – Oh, that's right. They yeah, were talking about yeah, I told you that Bridgewater one. and some McCaffrey. Yeah, Bridgewater. I don't McCaffrey, trade yeah, McCaffrey. That, yeah, that's a horrible yeah, trade. But uh, Watson, the Jets or the Panthers? Sam Darnold, I think the Bears. You know what? I, I, I got to say – I feel an upside of Darnold way higher than Trubisky. Trubisky to me is like Carson Wentz. Why are we trading up to get yeah. that? And they're not in the the Bears. They're not going to roll with Nick Foles. They're not. No, he's kind of proven, unfortunately, that I'm a backup. I'm a great backup, but that's what I am. So let's just let's just keep bouncing place to place. We were in Houston. Now we're in New York. Now we're in Chicago. So where does Mitchell Trubisky go? I don't think he's a starter in the NFL. I don't, I, I don't think he is either. I, I mean, GMs keep dragging guys around. I don't know, Jacksonville? I don't know. I, I think either the Panthers or, like you said, Jacksonville, he is a backup maybe for Jared Goff 
up in Detroit. I think he becomes a backup. So speaking of backups, Marcus Mariota, Derek Carr's backup for the Vegas Raiders. He played well when he played this oh, he year. He came in and played great. Looked like the, what they expected him to be. Where does he go? Give me, give me some availables here. Who, who's available? Who's looking for quarterback? I think Washington. That's the one you you were talking about. I think Washington. Yeah, I think I think Washington, Washington. If Deshaun Watson leave, Houston's going to need a quarterback. Jacksonville needs quarterback. Here's something that no one's thought about. I'm just kind of throwing this out there. How long do you think you have with Ryan Tannehill? Ryan Tannehill's not an old guy. I'm just saying, and he's not making mistakes. I'm just with saying, football. Would, would, he's like the wouldn't it be great? Carson Wentz wouldn't it be? Trubisky. Wouldn't it be great to have your old quarterback? He's your backup. So if something does happen to Ryan Tannehill, you know a guy that knows your system. You know, I don't think it works. I don't think Mariota is in the starters. Can't no. I think he might be. I don't think he's in the camp that Jameis Winston that he was drafted in the same class Ooh. with. I don't think they're in the same place. I think Winston proved. All you had to do was get Tom Brady, and all of a sudden we're an excellent team, yeah. and I can't help you. And I think Mariota, if he looks that good with the Raiders, if another team says we're about where the Raiders are with our roster, then you go, oh, he intrigues you. He probably fools you, but he intrigues you. I don't think Jameis Winston will ever do anything but back somebody up from this point unless they get hurt. Do you, okay, so with Marks Mariota, would you – the Saints or the Dolphins? Are the Dolphins sold on Tua, or are they going? You know, why do you draft a guy in the top five or six and then say after half of I'm the season – I'm just throwing stuff at the wall. You don't like him. I mean, I hear that on TV, yeah. and I'm like, um, settle down on these quarterbacks a little bit. I mean, Tua had a serious injury. Give him a little bit of time. And I want to talk about a couple guys injured real quick. Drew Brees. If he wants to come back next year – I hadn't heard that he retired yet. No, yeah, and if his sure. health is right, his wife said for a year and a half yeah. he's been hurt. Had give a him torn a rotator cuff. Yeah, give him a, a chance if he's healthy. And there was another guy that I want to talk about. Who was it? Oh, my gosh, it just left me. Um, Big Ben? Yes, That's thank my you. Other thank you. Here. My other one, one of my other on here is Big Ben. Dude had a serious injury elbow where you're throwing. They might move. I, I would move on. I wouldn't move on. If, I, if, I, if the physical plays out well mm. – that he can throw, you need to quit thinking some of these guys are he's, done. He's hurt at the end of the year. Yeah. He's not himself. I Move think, on. I his, don't know. His, his off season is, I'm going to do some yoga and drink beer and have a hamburger. Well, That's, I, he's, he's never in shape. He gets hurt. Well, Move on from Big Ben because if you don't, he'll hold you hostage, just like Brett Favre with the Packers, and you won't have a backup plan if ready to go. If his elbow is well, go with him. If his elbow's not well, do something else. I would move on. I still Big believe ben. there is a – Winning mentality in him. I disagree. I, do. I disagree. That's fine. Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm not a believer. Uh, he was. He's. He was a backup. Where does he, he go? A, you think he goes anywhere? You think he stays? These. They'll trade for quarterbacks. Remember. Remember. Uh, um, Oswaller. Yeah, we got to give Oswald. him a contract. We got to move him around. All that. Houston, like Denver. That. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's like that. It's like. I'm not a believer. I think he's another one of those backups. I think he I, stays. I don't think Nick Mullins is any worse than him. I know you'll say the records and all that. Yeah. I don't think Nick Mullins is any worse than Garoppolo. Well. I you, don't. For some reason, in Kyle Shanahan's offense, you win when Jimmy Garoppolo's starting and you lose when he's not. So, well, I, I would just go with the guy that gets me wins. That's Jimmy Garoppolo. But Shanahan's offense anymore is like his father's. Let's run the ball a bunch. I think, so he, I but I, I, I think he stays. Okay. Russell Wilson. Been some talk about he wants to get out of there. What do you think happens there? Nah, 
I think he stays. He's a Seahawk. <laughs> yeah, he stays. Uh, there was another one I wanted to talk about. Who was it? Oh, my gosh. We're bouncing through them so quick I forgot who it was. Well, while you're thinking about that, Dak Prescott. You know, last year at this time, I had my hand up arguing with a young lady friend of mine that she's like, oh, you know, sign him, sign him, sign him. Yeah, I'm like, no, you and wait, I both wait, said no, wait, yeah. wait, wait. Let him prove himself. What's he proved yet? Let me tell you. They may not have had a good season, and it may have started off terrible. They wouldn't have won any of those games they won at the first part of the season if it hadn't been for him. Mm-hmm. And when he went out, how many did we lose right together before they finally got their stuff together? A lot. And uh, we were talking about this. I have, I actually have coworkers that, uh, you know, at a factory. We watched the NFL just like we were talking yeah. about before. We were talking about Dak, several of us over this week. We were talking about Dak. And we're all on the same page now. What else would you do? You're going to trade for one of these guys that's not even as good as him? I think he stays in Dallas. Yeah. I, no. I, you know, at some point you're going to say, oh, we overpaid. Well, you should have done something a year or two ago. Now you're going to overpay. And then Matt Stafford, Jared Goff, that trade where they basically switch for each, switch for each other and the Lions get some first-round picks to pick up Jared Goff's contract. Stafford goes to the Los Angeles Rams. Goff and a couple first-round picks go to the Detroit Lions. What do you? Th- I think Stafford gives them a much better chance to be successful, I agree. and I think Goff to me was no difference than Wentz. No difference. It's like why are you picking those well, guys in the first? You forced them. There's been some quarterback. Let me let me finish real quick. There's been some quarterbacks lately in the last four or five years that just because you couldn't find anything else, you grabbed them way up at the beginning of the first round, and they weren't that talent. Mariota, Winston, Goff, Winston. In my opinion, that's not even starting caliber football. But because you didn't have anything coming out of college, you grabbed them up acting like they were better than they were. And they're proving out that. Off the, well. top, off the top of my head, just thinking, since 2000, uh, when was he drafted? 2009, Stafford, I think. Since 2009, the only quarterbacks that I can think that are still on the teams that drafted them, in the, in, like a first-round quarterback – that are still on the teams that drafted them is Kyler Murray and Deshaun Watson, and Deshaun Watson's probably going to be gone. And Patrick Mahomes, everyone else is gone, right? Because Mitchell Trubisky's going to be gone. I'm saying Mitchell Trubisky's going to be gone. Deshaun Watson will probably be gone. Goff and Wentz are both gone. Matthew Stafford's gone. Um, Daniel Jones. The only one that's Daniel still Jones, on their team. He's probably Aaron get, Rodgers. I, but I'm saying in 2009. Since so 2009, it's like Daniel Jones, Kyler yeah, Murray, yeah, Aaron Rodgers Deshaun Watson. Was picked before that, and he's still on his no, team. No, he was picked like what, 07, well 06? Yeah, no, yeah. I'm saying since 2009 to now, oh, there's only oh, there's oh. only a handful of first round quarterbacks that are still on the team that drafted well, him. Well, because teams they evaluate their roster and say, oh, we desperately got to have a quarterback, and then they look at the draft and they overvalue that yeah. guy. Um, Quit doing that. I think the the. Matthew Stafford thing and the Carson Wentz thing are very similar. They add about, a, in my opinion, they add about one and a half wins. So you go from 10 wins to 11 for the Rams. Colts go from 11 to 12. That's what I think about both of those trades. So I think, I think those are similar my opinion, I think Stafford's a great step above yeah. Carson Oh, yeah, yeah. Wentz. Well, I, 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 I don't think above Jerry Goff. Above Jerry Goff. And Wentz. But, I don't think either one of them are top-notch. So um, my last thing about the quarterback, Carousel, has nothing to do with him moving. You think Tom Brady plays to 50? No, they've talked about it. Like, he no, played a no. fifty. He even if he even if he was saying it, he ain't gonna do it. He'll play this year, and then probably reevaluate. This may be his last year. And right. here's What's the up? deal: 
we have gotten the privilege of over 20 years of watching the greatest quarterback ever play in the NFL. Oh, yeah. Um, let's do this real quick. So every single year in the playoffs, there are four new teams, an average of four new teams. This year was the Bucks. The Bucks. Were the Colts new this year? Um, no, Colts were in there last year. No, were they? No, they weren't. Colts. I think they were. Bucks, Colts, Browns, Redskins. Redskins. There you, there's your four. Football team. I'm sorry. They've yeah, been the Redskins for that. 80 years or whatever. I can't get football off. Football team. Maybe the were the Bears in the playoffs last year. I don't think so either. Were the Bears in there this year? Mm-hmm. They were the eight or they were the seven seed. So, <laughs> of so if if four if four go out and four new teams come in. Who? What four do you think in next year's playoff or out of the playoffs? And what four do you think are in? Uh, don't think the Redskins are in. That quarterback Washington situation is bad. I'm sorry. Washington team. Um, There's one. Being a Cowboy fan, I I think if the Cowboys fix a few things offensively, they can push themselves into the playoffs because the other teams are bad. Especially if Washington's quarterback situation is not right. So that's one. That's one. And then there's one of your teams coming in. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, Green Bay, yeah, it's probably staying the same. Uh, Tampa Bay, that's probably staying the same. Can I throw some out there for yeah, you? Yeah, throw something out there. I'm kind of thinking okay. through the NFC so first. Here, here are my four that I think are out. I think, like you said, Washington. Yeah, I think that was a but I don't thing. think I don't think that it is Dallas that gets in. You think the Giants? I think the Giants. I think so their coach is there's just my, not good there's enough. There's my two right there. And their quarterback. I think the Saints are a Drop team out. that's out. Maybe. Who goes in that spot? Tampa Bay wins the division. I think the Carolina or the Carolina Panthers. I think the Arizona Cardinals get in. Okay, I don't hate that. There's two. I don't hate that. My third one, the Chicago Bears. I think they're out. Yeah. Who gets in? I don't think Minnesota's as bad as what they played this year. Minnesota gets in. Okay. So there's three. Which they're kind of in out, in out. There's my three being out right now are the Saints, which makes sense. Yeah. Washington, which makes sense. Chicago, which makes sense. My yeah. three in Give- the Giants, the Cardinals, Minnesota. My last one out. I think it's Cleveland. I don't think Cleveland gets back in. Well, Cleveland, there's two teams in the AFC I think could be out, and one of them is Cleveland. Cleveland, and you know who I think gets in? Who do you think gets in? Miami. Miami, okay. Miami. Um, I, this may be unpopular. I think it's either Cleveland out or the Ravens out because I believe what we're going to see next year against the Ravens, I believe if teams get smart on defense – you're going to force the pass by running a five defensive line lineman defense, and all of a sudden, because what the what the what the Ravens do, I don't want to get into a class here. But what the Ravens do is they have their five on your four. They double team where they want to run the ball, push that guy, and then once they get him going, the one guy keeps on, and the guy that's on the outside of that. Goes to the linebacker level. Moves into now the second you get level. A, now you get an alleyway. Yeah. But all the way to the secondary. It's just zone blocking. If right? you play, no, it's combo Kinda, blocking. Combo, it's combo blocking. blocking. Okay. So if you if you play five defensive linemen against them, now everybody has to man one up. on one, one on one block. Not everybody's going to keep those blocks. They're winning those blocks because they're two on oneing. One guy somewhere, yeah. Yeah, and so now your linebackers are filling holes. If you make that team throw the football all the time. They showed in the playoffs, we got nothing there. We're so, hit and miss. I, I think it's either the Browns or the Ravens. And and I got to say. So who gets in? My gut feel, Steven, Steven, Kevin Stefanski, Stefanski did a nice job on offense. 
I think year two of that is going to be a move up. Harbaugh, they're just doing the same thing every year. So who's in? I think the Browns in, the Ravens. And you know I can't stand the no, Ravens. No, I'm, I'm saying who's in. Who's in? If, well, I think if, the Ravens are out. Yeah, Browns the Ravens stay are in. Out, the Browns stay in, so who comes in? Miami, the Chargers with Justin Herbert, um, the Vegas Raiders, the Patriots at seven and nine. They I mean they weren't Patriots are terrible. That that's just that's a decline. So who moves in? I I think Miami makes it Miami's a good. You know, not hating on the Raiders either. Yeah, they need they 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 won some games convincingly and lost some games that you shook your head and went, I don't know why you didn't win. I'm still a believer in in Gruden, so I think either your Miami choice or the Raiders. Yeah. I just I just don't feel the Ravens continuing to be one dimensional, and that continue to work. I think teams are going to go, nope, not doing that no more. I just think if if you gave me money and told me to bet on one team that's going to be out of the playoffs next year, I would put it on the Saints or the Browns because the Saints are in cap hell, and I don't think you have Drew Brees, so their team. It's going to be worse because they're going to have to get rid of some guys. Michael Thomas doesn't want to be there. Michael Thomas wants out. I don't know if I'll you've ever seen that. Hey, apparently he's every well. Year. He doesn't want to be there. Apparently he wants out. So I think the Saints are going to be the team that's out for sure. Um, I don't even know if I want to do this. The way too early predictions. Better make way it. too early. Yeah, I, I have to go to the bathroom too. We won't do that then. Um, to wrap this up, I want to talk about real fast, and I'll just let you. Just give one, real quick opinions about, oh, good Lord, or hey, that's a good call. Um, first, way too early predictions. Way too early. I think in your AFC Championship game, you do see the Indianapolis Colts with Carson Wentz. I think in the NFC Championship, uh, you do see the Los Angeles Rams with Matthew Stafford. Way too early prediction. but that's Disagree what I think. with both of them. Okay, that's what I think. Well, um, so I want to talk about over the NFL season, my best and worst takes. My best opinions that are awesome – and my worst opinions that were really, really bad. So let's do the let's do the best ones first. The Patriots and Cam Newton. I called that from the start. I said it's not going to work. I said I don't. I, I I understand getting Cam for the value that you get him very cheap one year deal. It's a safe thing. Gives you an out when you have a bad year. You can blame it on Cam Newton. But I told you it's never going to work. Whenever I was doing the standings, I said they go six and ten, seven and nine, and that's exactly what they did. And Cam, like I said, I don't know if he's going to play anywhere. I said that. I don't know what if he's going to have a contract option. If anyone wants to pick him up after this season, that's what it looks like. That was a train wreck. Yeah, but I called that one pretty well. My second best take, that in my, in my opinion, of the year, John Gruden. I said early in the year, Vegas is rolling. Vegas looks good. All that stuff. I don't buy it because he has he wins like thirty something percent of his games in December. His teams get worse during the year, and that's exactly what happened. I said that very early in the year. It's exactly what happened. You're not fooling me with the John Gruden stuff. I know what John Gruden's about. It's more flair over substance. It's more Chucky than it is an actual great coach. He'll pump you up at the beginning of the season, but in the dog days of late November after Thanksgiving into December when the dogs come out and whoever whoever has that dog the winners in them, win and the, the winners win, the losers yeah. lose, John Gruden loses. So um, I, I called that one. I need to see more there. I hope you're wrong on that one, but that's kind of what's been playing out. One of my better takes, I thought, was the Drew Brees lack of arm strength. I talked about that, and you pushed back hard well, about you, you it. Well, you said, you oh, it's his age, it's his age. And you were kind of pushing that, and I said, I don't think but that's But I it. told you, I see a lack of arm strength at the end of the year. He gets, he gets yeah. just doesn't look the same. 
he was playing with a torn rotator cup and, the, and a and, the foot and a thing. and a plantar fasciitis tear in his right foot, which is where you would plant. Which no wonder he can't throw the ball at the end of the year. I'm telling you what I saw, and you wanted yeah, yeah. to push back. Well, no, on me. you were you were you were alluding to. Age. Well, he's an old man; he can't throw. Yeah, a younger You're guy. Not old man. At a younger guy is able to have those surgeries. A younger recover. guy with those surgeries is able to recover. until he recovers. He's not at that level. But so, what, but what a warrior for being out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. No, your team. I'm not knocking that. But I'm saying I told you something was wrong. Not you, but people. Something's yeah. wrong at the end of the year with Drew Brees, and he got hurt at the end of not this season that just happened the year before. Yeah. I know what I saw. I know what I saw, and lack of arm strength was an injury, but it was still lack of arm strength for some reason. Right, right. And I felt I, I was right about that. I was glad it wasn't just, oh, I'm an old man, yeah. I can't throw. And my last thing that I'm, this is my favorite thing I was right about the whole year. I'm whole ready. year. No, I, no, we'll talk about that. Um, I picked games, even when I did not do them on the air, I picked games every week. Yep, just, yep, you know, yep. I, I would talk spreads. You did some of those with yep, me, but yep. I did some, you know, just, just based off pick them. Okay, hold on. Just based off pick them. So, did I pick the team that won? There's 256 games in the NFL. I have every single game in this notebook that I okay. got that okay. I picked. Did the math before we recorded. I got 182 right out of 256. Right. I got 71% of the NFL schedule I predicted correctly during the regular season. Right. I feel good about that. That was good. Well, and all I want to say to that is during the season, maybe I wasn't that great. In playoffs, the playoffs, you were good. I picked the last seven games right. Every one of them, win-lose. One of my favorite things about sports is that um, I like to get things wrong, actually. No, you like to be no, right. I like to get things wrong because, it, I mean, how do you learn if you don't get stuff wrong? Right, if you know everything, you don't get better well, at what you You never do. learn. That's what I'm So getting. here are the takes that I had this year. This list is much longer than my best one. Okay. Here are the worst takes of, my, of, of the NFL season for me this year. I said that I thought that Drew Locke was going to be a great quarterback this year, and I was excited to see him in the Denver Broncos. He sucked. Drew Locke was terrible. He turned the ball over horribly, it seemed like to me. Very early during the season, I said that Kyler Murray is making his case for the MVP. He just was an above-average quarterback this year, getting better, but I was way too early on that. Yeah, but don't don't put that away yet. Yeah, but, it could happen. Yeah, but I called it in like week two. I was like, he's going to be get, okay. get the MVP maybe. Right. Way off. I said that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers not only would win week nine against the Saints, where they got murdered. But I said before the year, they'll win 10 games, which they did. I said, they'll win 10, 11 games. I said, they're not, they'll, they'll lose first round of the playoffs. There's no way. That, I said, there's no way they win the Super Bowl. Not going to happen. I think Tom Brady will have an okay year, better than New England, but not a great year. Wow. Yeah. I kind of felt like. Missed that. I kind of felt like you got Brady, you might win. I mean, I did. I, I, yeah, I kind of saw that one. Might By about week eight, week nine, I said, the Pittsburgh Steelers will be in the AFC Championship game. Me too. That fell apart quick. Yeah, they started that short pass, that quick pass game thing, and that's hard it was to more, do. It was yeah. more smoke and mirrors than them actually being a good team, and they played inferior competition. Okay, I'm almost done. I picked the Minnesota Vikings at the beginning of the year to win the NFC North. Not a terrible choice. Yeah, but still, that not, not great. We didn't see the Packers coming on that. Much. And I picked the Philadelphia Eagles at the beginning of the year and Carson Wentz to, I believe, make the NFC Championship game and win about 12, 13 games. Those are my worst takes of the year. I never thought that. I thought Carson Wentz was horrible two years ago. So. so you have to go pee really bad. I'm about to wrap this up. Thank you for being on with me. I appreciate it. I'm sure this will be one of your best ratings. I'm sure it will. <laughs> we'll have you on another episode. So, yeah, my my worst takes of the year. I thought that Drew Locke was going to be great this year. Um, I thought that Kyler Murray would get MVP votes in the, in the very early in the year, which just kind of, you know, 
had a good year, not a great year, but I was way ahead of that, or I was way off on that. I said that I said that the Bucks would not only win Week Nine against the Saints, but that they'd make the playoffs, but not not even win a playoff game. That I'm not buying it. They won the Super Bowl. That Tom Brady would have a good year, better than New England last year, but not a great year. He had a great year. I said Pittsburgh. Look at them. They're rolling. They're rolling. They're gonna be in the AFC Championship game. The Browns is the Browns, and the Vikings. I, they're gonna win the NFC North. They didn't make the playoffs. And the Eagles. I said they're gonna be good. They're gonna be hard. They're gonna be a hard out this year. They're going twelve and four, thirteen and three. NFC Championship bid. They're gonna be very good. And they were awful. So those are my worst takes of the year. And um, I like being wrong. Like it's not. I mean that it gives me stuff to talk about when I'm wrong because I'm I'm very strongly opinionated about different sports topics. And when I come on here and say the things I say, I'm not just saying it to be polarizing. I firmly believe the Carson Wentz stuff. I believe that Carson Wentz is still a good quarterback. I, I firmly believe that. The just I'm I mean I don't have any examples, but just those type of things. Me talking about Tampa Bay. They're gonna win week nine and saying that they're not gonna win the Super Bowl. That they're not gonna win a playoff game. I I firmly believe that. So my best my best takes, um, I like to pick them, being able to correctly predict 71% of NFL games. I know next season it will not be that high, probably more closer down to 55-60, but I felt good about my picks throughout the year. Um, and what I got wrong was was uh, not good stuff. So, yeah, I think that's going to wrap up this episode. My dad and I kind of bounced around, but... I enjoyed it. I think it was a good episode. Just two guys talking about football. Almost like you're sitting on the couch with us. If this, if that's your style, cool. If not, well, I apologize. Um, next episode will be, like I said, NBA, MLB, um, a little bit of uh, UFC. Just, just different sports. Won't be football. I might touch if something interesting happens as far as like a – Certain quarterback gets traded, Deshaun Watson gets traded, Jimmy Garoppolo moves, Sam Darnold, stuff like that. I'll touch on it. But next episode, I'll I'll definitely talk about the NBA. I got a lot of stuff there to talk about. I'll talk about a little bit of baseball. Uh, like I said, UFC boxing. Um, but yeah, uh, go to patreon.com slash NYNP. Join our Patreon. Uh, go to ifilmcinemas.com. Check out our merchandise. We got some on sale right now. Uh, message me on Snapchat, Kyler Durham. Or was it Kyler Drum 21? Kyler underscore Drum 21. I always forget this. Hold on. Let me go look. I believe it is underscore Drum. No, it's not. Kyler Drum 21. If you're interested in some merchandise, message me there. I can send you some pictures. Or message Aaron, Aaron Cross 15 on Snapchat. Go listen to the Academy of Conspiracy Season 6. Episode 1 and 2 are already out. Uh, episode 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. The rest of the season will be out very quickly. Go listen to the NYMP every Tuesday and Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcast. I promise you, we're back on track. KSO um, might move it to Monday. We'll see. Might move it to Monday, but right now, every Saturday, and I'll try to get a midweek out every couple weeks if I can. We'll definitely have a midweek out this week. Um, I'm actually about to record it right after this one, the NBA, mainly NBA one. So thank you all for all the people who hung out with us for an hour and 20 minutes. Um, I think that's it. Be safe, peace, and love. Um, oh, if you or a, lo- or a loved one are suffering from depression, get help, get help, get help, get help, get help. Um, you know, if, 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 uh, 
if, if you don't tackle depression, it can lead to suicide. And um, there are plenty of people out there that want to help you, family, friends. If you go to any school or something like that, they have counselors. If you have nobody else to turn to, the suicide hotline. And if you don't want to call the suicide hotline, you can always message Calderum21 on Snapchat. Any time of the night, I'll talk to you. So get help. Don't be a statistic. Don't be a suicidal statistic. Get help. Don't let depression ruin your life. Thank you all for listening. I will see you in a couple days on the midweek. And the NFL season is behind us. Let's look forward to the upcoming season, the upcoming NFL season. Thank you all for listening. I'll see you on the next episode.